Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Moed Katan Daf Chav Gimel. We left off on Daf Chav Beis and Beis. We're a little bit behind. Five lines before the lines get medium. So we're, uh, we're, we're five lines uh, into the uh, skinny lines from the bottom. So the, uh, the, today's daf is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. Also by Avishai Numin Lilinishmas. His father's yard site was Tuesday. Also by Eric Cohn commemorating the yard site of his mother, Susan Cohn, Sarafreda, Brasavram, Aryeh, Allah Shalom, and Shav and Aliyah. Also by Debbie and David Adelson, Lilinishmas, their uncle, Yechiel Yoshua ben Rav Binyamin David Edelson, a Polish Auschwitz survivor who served HaKadosh Baruch Hu faithfully, his Neshama Shev and Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So uh, we were in the middle of the discussion of the differences between Avelus Alav Imo and Avelus on Sharkrovim, particularly Kriya on Imo versus Sharkrovim. So we're going to continue to discuss that. And then the Gemara is going to discuss changing one seat in Shul during Avelus, or at what point you change the seat in Shul, at what point you don't even go to Shul. Then the Gemara is going to discuss remarrying after one's wife dies, how long a person is supposed to wait before they get remarried. It depends on certain life circumstances that he has, whether he has children or doesn't have children yet, whether they, if he has children, whether they're young and need caring for. Then the Gemara is going to discuss wearing freshly laundered and pressed clothing when one is an Avel. And then uh, the Gemara on Ahmed Beis is just going to have one topic, and that is about Avelus B'Shabbos, whether one is Noheg, Avelus on Shabbos or not. So let's begin. Again, five lines before the lines get medium-sized. On Dav Chav Beis and Beis, Al Kalam Esim Kulon Sholel La'achar Shiva for all other mason aside from a father and mother, a person is sholol, which means an uneven, uh, not a thorough kind of stitching, but a wide stitch just to keep the bega together. You could do that once the shiva is over, but then ma'acha, then you can really mend the garment properly after shloshim is over. But that you could be sholol after shloshim, but avimo you can never fully mend the garment. A woman could be shol the altar even right away after the kavura, even during the shiva, because it's uh, undignified for a woman to, to have a torn garment, even if uh, the, uh, the, the it's not going to be liba megula, because we already discussed how she avoids uh, revealing any of her uh, of her body when she tears kriya. But nevertheless, it's just undignified. A woman has to have a certain uh, is expected to have a higher level of dignity, and it's undignified for her to have her garment completely torn apart. And therefore, she could be shol uh, the altar. Most of the stuff about uh, mending a garment afterwards, nowadays people don't do that uh, because we have uh, so much clothing that it used to be that they'd have a set of clothing that would last them a very long time and they didn't have too many sets of clothing so it was a big loss to uh, to be Korea. So these, these shailas don't really come up so much. Kiyasa uh, Rabin, when Rabin came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, Amar of Yochvel, Kol HaMesim Korea, Biyad Korea Bikli. When it comes to all other Mesim, if a person wants, they could do the Korea by hand, or if they want, they can use a knife to uh, cut through the garment. But when it comes to father and mother, one must be korea biyad. Now, uh, typically what happens is that the edge of the beged, our, our begadim are very high quality also, and it's almost impossible to do a korea biyad, so the edge of the beged needs to be cut bikli. So that's what the Rishonim already point out, that at the edge of the beged is impossible to do biyad, so you should start it off with a 
knife, and then once they get through the edge of the beged, the rest is done biyad. With all other mesim, uh, you could do the kriya if you want, meaning a person puts his hand inside the, his shirt that covers his, uh, his jacket that covers his, uh, his beged, and he's korea uh, the beged from underneath, and he doesn't have to be korea mibachutz, he doesn't have to uh, tear the, uh, the out, the out in, in a public way that everyone can see. But but for Avimo, it should be a more overt, expressive act of Kriya that everybody should be able to see. Not only for Avimo, but for the death of a Nasi also, Korea Bechutz, just like Alav Vimo. So the Gemara challenges that we don't equate the dinam of Kriya with, of Rosh Bezin and a Nasi with Avimo, except for for the Halach of Ichoi, for the Halach of sewing up the Kriya, that you're not allowed to be Ma'acha the Kriya Liolam when it comes to Nasi and Avbezin. But as far as being Korem Mibachutz, apparently there's no equation between a Nasi and Avvimo. My love, a few Nasi, doesn't that tell me that even a Nasi you're not Korem Mibachutz? So how could you say that for a Vechel Nasi you're also Korem Mibachutz? Lo, Levar Nasi. No, the Bryce is not referring to a Nasi. It means everyone except for a Nasi, because since everyone has to be Korea for a Nasi, we're Mefar same as much as possible, so we're Korem for a Nasi as well, like Rav Chista said. So for Aviv, for Imo, for a Nasi, we're Korea Mibachutz. Once we're talking about a Nasi, Nasiya Shachiv, once the Nasi in Bavel died, and they were Chacham were knowing the Chumros of the, that, uh, that they observe for a Nasi in Eretz Yisrael that died, so Amalei Rav Chista, the Rav Nachman Barami, Kefiya Sisa Vekum Allah, turn over the Machteshes and stand on top of it, Vaachvi Kriya Lialma, and show the Maisa Kriya to everybody. Since you're Korea and a Nasi, a Kriya that's a public Kriya, so stand up on a pedestal, stand up on a soapbox, and uh, tear Kriya in a way that everybody should be able to see the Kriya because they observed all the Chumras of a Nasi. Now, we had mentioned before that there's such a din of Chalitzas Kasev, Alav Val Imo, and on uh, Shar Krovim as well, to, to, to when the person tears Kriya, to reveal their uh, shoulders. So the Gemara is going to discuss, and what about when Chachamim die? So Al Chacham Cholates, when it comes to a Chacham who's, uh, who's the local rabbi, they'd be Cholates at the time of the Leviah, they'd be Cholitz Kasef Miyamin, but on the right side, Alav Beisdin Mismol, but when it was the Av Beisdin, then they'd be Cholitz on the left side, because now Beisdin is considered a higher level than a Chacham, so they have to show a greater level of, of Tsar, and going on the left side is a, uh, is, is, it was more evident in their Begadim than Chalitzas Yamin, and therefore that's a greater level of Tsar. Al Nasi Mikan Mikan, but when it comes to a Nasi who dies, they'd be Cholitz Kasef on both sides, both Yamin, Usmol, they would uh, they would have Chalitza's uh, Kasev. Now they'd have to make sure that the Begit wouldn't fall down, so that's what uh, the Rishonim point out, that they would tie some sort of belt over it or something some, something to hold it up, but they would, uh, they would be, because the shoulders is what keeps the Begit up, but they would, uh, they would do Chalitza's Kasev, Miyaminu small when they would tear the Kriya. Tan Rabban, Chacham Shemais, Beis Midrash Abatul. Once we're on the topic of a Chacham, or a Nasi who dies, when a Chacham dies, the, the base med- his Beis Medrash is Batal. The people who normally, normally learn from him are Batal from their learning during the Shivisimeh Avelus in order that they shouldn't be misatzel behespedo. We want them to be motivated to be maspid properly. That's what the Ritva writes that they're maspid him for the entire seven days and uh, the, uh, the, the and, and each day after the Hespid, they don't go to the Beis to learn. They just get together in Chavrusas to learn in their own homes. That's what the Rush writes. That it's not that they're mevatel Torah entirely, but that Beis Medrash is not the same Beis Medrash for that week. We have a remnant of this every single week that there's a minag that uh, uh, that not, not to uh, have uh, uh, learn Devray Alacha 
between uh, Mincha and Mariv on Shabbos uh, afternoon, because the assumption is that's the time that Moshe Rabbeinu died in Chacham Shemais, based Midrash Batal. So people say these little Vertlech or whatever during uh, during Shalashudas, because that's that's based on the idea of uh, of based Midrash Batal. So Av Bezin Shemais called Batim Midrash Shabi Iro Betelin, and Av Bezin that dies all the Batim Midrash in the, in this whole city are Batal, even though even those that never learned directly from him, because everyone is Chayiv in a Hesper to be Av Bezin and. Uh, in the Chassan the Beis all the people of the community go into the Beis HaKnesses to daven with the minion in the morning and in the evening, even on the weekday like they normally would, but they sit in a different place. Those who normally sit in the Tzafon sit in the Dorum, those who normally sit in the Dorum sit in the Tzafon, Nasi meaning they, they don't go front to back, they switch side to side, I guess. Nasi Shemes, if the Nasi dies, Batim Midrashos Kulam Betelin, then all the Batim Midrashos are going to be batel and the members of the community go into the Beis HaKnesses the Koran Shiva and they read from the Torah they read seven aliyos from the Torah if it's Shabbos the Yotzin and then they leave the shul and they don't daven with the minion in the shul each one goes back to their own house no they don't when we say that they leave the Beis HaKnesses it doesn't mean that they just go hang out in the shuk because then it looks like they're not at all interested in the fact that the Nasi died no, they, each family sits quietly and the misabel for the loss of the nasi and the bittel of the cover of the Beis HaKnesses. So actually, before we get to that, so we said that what do they do? They go and they lane and then they go back home and they uh, and, and they daven at home. That's how Rashi says, that they go back home and they daven at home. It sounds like they're davening b'yichidus. The Rosh and the Ritva and other Rishonim say that uh, maybe they're not davening at Shul, but they got to daven b'tzibur in the Beis HaAvel and uh, the uh, because how could it be that uh, that they're mevatel tefillah b'tzibur? So uh, difficult to understand why they would do that. How they could, they could possibly be mevatel tefillah b'tzibur? So that's what the Rishonim say. They weren't. They were just davening tefillah b'tzibur in a lesser tzibur. So it's still a lesser kiyum. Meaning even tefillah b'tzibur, there's a kiyum of beravam hadras melech. There's a kiyum of tefillah bebeis haknesses. So normally we're makbid about all those things that the tefillah should be in its most elevated way. It should be in a beis haknesses. It should be beravam. But, uh, but but we're willing to forego those things as a sign of Avelus. But to forego Tefillah B'tzibur as well as a sign of Avelus, that far we don't go. Then the uh, Gemara tells us, the Brisa uh, continues, We don't say learning in the Beis Avel because uh, that uh, if you're Osik in learning, they're not going to be Osik in the Avelus. They said about Rabbi Chayim ben Gamliel that he used to say, he used to learn in the Beis Avel, he used to say a Shmua this idea that the Ramban in Torah Adam brings two explanations. Number one, he says it could be that it's talking about Shabbos. That even though we're not knowing Avelus on Shabbos, we're not Osik in Beis Avel in Torah in, uh, in 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 Halacha or in Agada. But if it's uh, the, but if a Shaila comes up that's no Gaya then you could be more Isravat. Then the second explanation he says when we say Inram Shmua Beis Avel, it doesn't mean the the bias that the Avelim are Yoshvim Sham. It means the Beis Medrash of the Chacham or the Avbezdin that died. And the Bryce is just a continuation of what we were talking about just before of a Chacham or Avbezdin or a Nasi being Mavatal their base measures. So we say that uh, the Bati Midrashos are Betelim El Gamri, that not only do, is the base measures Batal somewhat, but even the Shmua Va'agadah you're not going to say in the base Avel. You do nothing, no sort of learning in the base Avel, not meaning what we call the base Avel, in the base Medrash of the Avel. So two interpretations of the Ramban, that either it's an Indian in Shabbos that we're talking about, 
that even though there's no Avelis Noeg on Shabbos, uh, we, we, uh, we, we, don't, uh, we don't engage in Torah on Shabbos in the Beis Havel, or it's talking about the Beis Medrash of the, uh, of the, of the, the Chacham that, that passed away. Now in Shulchan Aruch, it seems like neither of those interpretations of the Ramban in Torah Sa'adam, Shulchan Aruch and Shinayin Chesiv Zayin, much of the Shulchan Aruch and Havelis is based right off of the Ramban in Torah Sa'adam, meaning we, we are often uh, trained to think that all of Shulchan Aruch is based on the Rambam, that the Shulchan Aruch uh, often uh, always uses the Lashon of Rambam. Different parts, most of Shulchan Aruch, that's what he tries to do. He tries to use the Lashon of the Rambam, but different parts of Shulchan Aruch, he picks different Rishonim. In Isavahetu, it's the Torah Sabayas of the Rashba that he's, uh, that he's always using as the basis for the, uh, the Pesach and Shulchan Aruch. So in Shulchan Aruch, he says, not like either interpretation of the Ramban. He says, which is Lashita Sarambam. It sounds that uh, not like the, either one, that uh, the Shulchan Aruch is not talking about a Chacham Shmeis, nor is he talking about Hilch Savelis and Shabbos. So much Stam in the Beis Avel, And he's saying that when you sit in the Beis Avel, you don't say Divri Shmuel Vagada. Even the Menachemim don't say Shmuel Vagada. We're not talking about a din in the Avel. There's a din in the Beis Avel that even the other people in the Beis Avel are not supposed to talk and learning in a uh, Beis Avel. So it would turn out that nobody should say uh, should say anything in learning in the Beis Avel. So it's a big kasha that uh, Salvation pointed out. It's a little bit strange that we have a practice in the Beis Avel in between Mincha and Mariv. They always say Mishnayis in the art scroll of Avel Siddur. They have a collection of Mishnayis that they suggest learning in the Beis Avel. It became a very widespread meaning Yisrael to learn Mishnayis in the Beis Avel. So one possibility is maybe you could learn Mishnayis from uh, Moed Katan. You could learn these uh, these Mishnayis that we're holding in right now. But uh, some of the Yachronim suggest in the Imre Baruch on the side of the Shulchan Aruch and Shinayin Ches, he says it could be to, to learn L'Zchus Nishma Sameis that that's permitted. Uh, to learn as a Zecher Nish and Neshama for the Meis that that's Mutter. The Archa Shulchan writes, Ulefi Zeh Yesh L'Tmoa Al Minagenu Shekam Alom De Mishnayis B'Beis Avel. He says, I've seen people learn Mishnayis and why do we do that? And then he says there used to be such a thing called the Chevra Shas in every uh, shul. So he said, so the, when, when one of the Chevra Shas would pass away, the Chevra Shas would learn in the Beis Avel. He says, besides, I don't even understand why why there would be an issue. What greater Zuchus could there be for the Neshama than to be engaged in uh, Talmud Torah? Okay, he, he doesn't understand, but the Gemara says that, and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that way, that there's no Talmud Torah in the Beis Avel. So in the Tzava of uh, the Nesivas, uh, he writes, that he dafka said that they should learn Mishnayis so for whatever reason we have a tradition dafka by Mishnayis I don't think we have a tradition anymore to we have a minig anymore to learn Gemara or anything like that in the Beis Avel but Mishnayis is Osios Neshama and there's something about Mishnayis that for whatever reason we have a practice that we learn Mishnayis even in Beis Avel Oval Shabbos Rishona in the Yotzim Pesach Beis the first uh, week that a person is in Avelis, he doesn't leave his house at all. He doesn't even go to shul because he has to be focused on his Avelis. Shania, the second week, he can go, but he doesn't sit in his normal spot in shul. He sits in a special place designated for Avelim because it's the Kvodo Shomes that everyone should realize that things are not usual for his relatives. Shlishis, in the third week of the Avelis, he goes back to his normal seat, but he doesn't act in a social manner. Revius, in the fourth week, 
week of his Avelis, he's uh, now transitioned into regular life and he's able to, uh, to behave like everybody else. You don't have to say that he doesn't leave the first week. Of course he doesn't leave the first week. He's so busy with everyone coming to visit him. When would he ever leave anyway? Ella, so if we want to set up the calendar, it goes as follows. The second week he doesn't go to shul. The third week that he goes and he changes his seat. And Fourth week he, uh, he sits in his normal seat, but he doesn't speak. And then it's only in the fifth week that he fully is uh, back to a regular member of the Beis HaKnesses. So now the Gemara brings a brisa about uh, get, an other getting married. So let's say a person uh, loses a relative. So for the first 30 days, for the th- entire Shloshim of his Avelus, he's, uh, he's not allowed to get married during that time period. Mesa Ishto, if his wife dies, also Lisa Isha Acheres, he's not allowed to get remarried, he's not allowed to marry another woman, until three regalim pass from Misa Sishto, because if he marries another woman within that time period, he's showing that he's not being mitzta'er properly over his wife's petira. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, regal rishon v'sheni asur. Rabbi Yehuda says the first two regalim after his wife dies, he's not allowed to marry another woman, but shlishi mutter, but before the third regal passes, he's allowed to already get remarried. V'imein lobanim, but if he doesn't have any children or grandchildren for that matter, meaning in lobanim means he's not mekayim, the mitzvah of, uh, of Pururavu, right? That's what the Rishonim point out, that if one has uh, B'nai Banim, even if his children pass away, he has been Mekayim in the Mitzvah of Puravu because the, ultimately the goal of the Mitzvah is to leave uh, descendants in, in the world. So, Ein Lo Banim, but if he doesn't have Banim or B'nai Banim, then he's Motalisa Lialtar Misham Bittal Perivrivia. Then he can get married right away because otherwise it would be Bittal Puravu. Hinicha Lo Banim Ketanim Motalisa Lialtar Mipnei Parnasasan. Or if he has children but they're very young and they need to be cared for, he could also get married right away because uh, so he he's going to need to take care of the children and he may be ill-equipped to do so on his own so he's going to need to get married so someone is going to be able to uh, to help raise his children one time the Yosef HaKohen's wife died he said to her sister in the Beis HaKvaros that you have to take care of the Yisomim so I'm going to marry you right away because someone has to take care of the Yisomim he didn't sleep with her until the Zman Merubah because that was inappropriate. He just wanted to take care of his children. So my Zman Merubah, how do we define what's called the Zman Merubah? That after Shloshim Yom, that was considered enough of a Zman Merubah. So Tos writes, it doesn't mean that he married her right away when they came back from the Beis HaKvaros after the Kvura, because you're certainly not allowed to get married during Shiva. That would have been uh, you know, totally inappropriate to get married uh, dur- during Shiva. So Tos Rush writes, the name Rabbi Natam, when he said L'chiyu Farnasi, it was only Shiduchim, that he said that he, he, was in, he was expressing his intention to marry her, but the actual marriage happened in the Achar Shiva. The Me'iri writes that this Maisa must have happened toward the end of the Shiva, that they would go back to the Beis HaKvaros at the end of the Shiva, so on that day, as they were marking the end of the Shiva, back in the Beis HaKvaros, then he said, okay, the next step is that we, uh, that we, that we have to get married. So, uh, so the, uh, the, 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 uh, that, that, that's the idea of uh, because he had young children, so he had to take care of the uh, of, uh, of the young children and make sure that uh, that, that someone uh, would be able to raise the young children. Now it comes out that according to the Chachamim, that if a person's wife dies, he's not allowed to marry another woman until Shlosh Regalim. Let's assume there are no young
young children. He has to wait shloshu regalim. According to Rabbi Yehuda, regal rishon v'sheni aser shlishi muter. Sadi paskin machlokes Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. How long you have to wait after a wife dies? So the Rush paskins like Rabbi Yehuda that you wait you wait shnei regalim and already by the third regal it's muter. That's what the Ramban and the Ritzkeus paskins as well. And that's what you'd expect because halachik devere mekel beevil. So we we're always going to go like the more mekel shita. So that's what you'd expect. The Rambam and the Smag and other rishonim whoever paskin like the Chachamim, and that is not what you would expect, because even though it's the Rabbim against the Yachid, and you'd imagine you normally pass like a Rabbim against the Yachid, but that's not true when it comes to Avelus. When it comes to Avelus, it's always Halach HaKtivramekil. So in the Chumas Hadashan, he passes like the Chachamim, and he says, even though Halach HaKtivramekil by Avelus, but uh, based on the reason the Rishonim give for the waiting, is Kadesh Yishkach as Avas HaRishona, that it's not really about Avelus, it's that there shouldn't be Shnei Deus Bemita, it's that psychologically he's going to constantly be thinking of his first wife and we need to give him time to get past uh, that uh, that point where his first wife is dominating his thoughts so that has nothing to do with Avelus that has nothing to do with Nihuge Avelus that's psychology and you could say Allah all you want but it's not going to change that fundamental psychology and therefore we go back to the basic klal when does the psychology change when do we assume that it's not going to be Shnei Deus Bimita so that's uh, that's Yachid Verabim Allah Karabim that's what the Chuba Sadashan uh, writes the uh, the in the Chuvas Marimi Brona, he writes that there were those who wanted to be matir that if someone was Mesa Ishto before Rosh Hashanah, that he could already get married after Sukkot, because Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are like regalim. So uh, as soon as Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot pass, so it's already three regalim. That even if you only need three regalim, maybe it's not uh, the what we call the Shalosh regalim. It's three Yom Tovim. So it could happen in quick succession, one right after the other. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and right away he's going to get re- remarried. He says according to those we showed him that say that the reason you have to wait is to Kadesha Tishtakach Ishto Rishona and they shouldn't have Beis Deos Bimita it's not Mistavra to say that because the Indian of the Regalim is that uh, is that the regal, that the Simcha of the Regalim causes Shecha meaning it's such a strange way to phrase it why not say you have to wait X number of months to put it in terms of Regalim really depends on the timing of the death so the fact that the Gemara formulates it in terms of Regalim tells you that it's not only about the passage of time that it's also about something about Regalim that help you get past or get uh, you know get through the uh, misa sishto to the point where uh, psychologically it changes once you have that uh, those regalim. So he suggests that what that means is that the simcha of the regalim are gorim shicha. So he says, okay, but then Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur shouldn't help because you don't have riboy simcha on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So if it's the simcha saragalim that does it, so Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur shouldn't count. But it should turn out that Purim should count. That even though Purim is not really a regal, in fact that it's not uh, it's not a Yom Tov, but it's a time of great simcha. So if there's a day on the calendar that involves a great sense of simcha, so then maybe that should count as far as uh, as far as uh, uh, getting uh, getting remarried. Okay, so now the Gemara brings a price about wearing freshly laundered and pressed clothing. For the first 30 days, the Chabim Asr wearing Begadim finely, uh, f- freshly pressed clothing, because it's a G'nai to do that during Avelus. Echot Kelim Chadashim, Vechot Kelim Shanim, whether they are new clothing or old clothing, Yotzin Mitoch HaMachbesh, if they come from the press, you're not allowed to wear them. Rebbe Omer, Lo Asr Ele Kelim Chadashim Lovad, that no, this Isr is only if it's brand new Kelim. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon Omer, Lo Asr Ele Kelim Chadashim Levanim Bilvad, a further qualification. It's got to be brand new and white and pressed. And only then do you have an iser 
of wearing such uh, such kalim. Abayi nafik begardu disarbla. Abayi would go out uh, during the shloshim wearing a certain type of uh, white, uh, old, but uh, fi- freshly pressed uh, garment. Kirebi, because he old like Rebbe, that it's only uh, for the 30 days of Avelos, even begadim levanim, but are only in Isra when, they, when they're also new. So since this begad wasn't new, he felt that it was permissible to go out with it. Rava nafik, Rava went out during his shloshim, bechimutz with a red, brand new uh, 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 item of clothing that came from Rome, because that it's only that are so since he was wearing a red garment, so it doesn't sound so yeshivish, but uh, but he was wearing a red garment, so he was able to go out during the shloshim, even during his avelus, even though it was a freshly pressed red garment. So you see, it's machlok sabai and rava, which day at the Paschal like. Now, since machlok sabai and rava, we always passing like Rava. So that's what the uh, Tosus points out. You're allowed to wear betok shoshim me'evel, begadim guhatsim that are colored clothing, even if they're brand new clothing. But begadim guhatsim that are old clothing, even if they're, or begadim guhatsim that are old, even if they are, if they're white. Because uh, we pass like the Shita of Rava. Now we move on to the sugya that takes the rest of the daf. That Shabbos is olav the inim of Sekhas. Shabbos counts toward the Shiva, but it doesn't break the Shiva. So there's a Shiva, in, there's a Shabbos in the middle of every Shiva. So Gemara brings a machlokas, whether we're knowing min Avelus on Shabbos, and uh, each one is medayik from that one line in the Mishnah, that Shabbos is all of Einim of Sekhas. Bnei Yehuda, Bnei Galila. The Bnei Yehuda and the Bnei Galil had a machlokas. Hani Amri, one group said, Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos, that the Avel is knowing full min Avelus on Shabbos, like uh, with the min Avelus Shabbatzina, that people are not going to be able to see, like Tash Shamita. Bahani Amri ain't avails for Shabbos. And the other one says, no, there's no avails bechlal on Shabbos. Even Dvarim Shabbatzina, we are not knowing on Shabbos, that there's simply no avails uh, whatsoever on, uh, on, on, on Shabbos. So that's the, the fundamental uh, machlokas, whether there's avails on Shabbos or uh, no avails on Shabbos. There's machlokas Rishonim, what the Gemara means. The Ramban writes that it's Dvarim Kipshutam, that there's avails on Shabbos like during a weekday, Afilu Bifarhesia, that that's what the Ramban says. Well, that the sheet that says Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos means full Avelus even in a way that everybody's going to recognize. Tosos, however, understands that even if you say Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos is the way we translated it, that it's only Avelus B'Tzina, but Avelus B'Farhesia, Nilas Asandal, certainly things like that you don't do on Shabbos. So according to the Ramban, that the Man Yom Yesh Avelus, you're knowing all Dine Avelus, it's difficult because we have Brysos that tell us explicitly that there's no Avelus B'Shabbos. The Gemara on Chavzayin Amin Aleph tells us, it brings a Brysa, at what point do they do Zakifas Amito? Do they put the beds back upright on Erev Shabbos? Oh, Minamincha What do you mean Zakifas Amito? If you have to be knowing Avelus on Shabbos, according to the Ramban, in the fullest sense, you don't change anything right before Shabbos. Another price we can have on Chavdal in tomorrow's daf that throughout the entire Shiva, that the, the torn baggage should be in front of you in a place that's evident that everyone can see it. But Shabbos, the Korea is La Achorav, that it's behind him. Why doesn't the Gemara prove from these prices? That, that ain't Avelus B'Shabbos. The fact 
we're doing these things. Elamai must not be a raya because these are dvarim shebefarhesya, and even if you the yeshavils b'shabbos, you observe these dvarim shebefarhesya. So it's a major kasha on the Ramban. So the Ramban obviously thought of these questions. One thing you'll never catch the Ramban on is a maramakum. Certainly not a gemara that's a blot or two away, but any maramakum. The Ramban's bekiyus was astounding. Uh, so the Ramban uh, writes that, uh, that 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 even though there's avils b'shabbos, we're zok for namita because there's a tsar gadol. So dafka that they didn't want to do on Shabbos. Or the Bryce is talking about other mitos in the bias that you're not zokei zokei for rabim that are masubim aleim b'shabbos. But the avil's mita itself in achinami we don't do zikif samita. It's only zikif samita on everybody else's bed. And from the Bryce that says the korla achorav that's not a kasha because kriya is not part of the dinim of shiva. Because if you want you could be machlut bigdo and you don't have to be korea again. So b'shabbos because of kavod shabbos you're machlut the, the kara. Meaning not all dine kriya are no are are, are dine avilus. We do the kriya before the avilus even begins. The avilus is at stima sagolo. Kriya is at shasitias neshama. Technically, we do it at the levaya normally, but technically, shasitias neshama has got nothing to do with uh, with avilus. So the Ramban says neither of those uh, rayas are a strong raya against me. Now, why does Tosus think that uh, there's a difference between Shabbos and Yom Tov? So Tosus alludes to the idea that on Shabbos there's no din of simcha, and that's why Shabbos can count toward the shiva. On regel there's a din of simcha. On the uh, on, on regel there's a, there, there's a, there's a din of simcha. Let's let's actually see another line in the Gemara where that would become clear. So Mandyam Ravels B'Shabbos, one that says that there is Avelis B'Shabbos, to Kataniola, because it says Shabbos counts toward the Avelis. So therefore, Avelis is knowing on Shabbos, because if you're not knowing Avelis, why would it count toward the Shiva if, you don't, if you're not even doing anything? Mandyam Ravels Avelis B'Shabbos, one that says it's no Avelis B'Shabbos, to Kataniola, it says it doesn't break the Avelis. So that implies so that implies that that you're not observing Avelis, otherwise of course it doesn't uh, break the Avelis if you're actually observing the Avelis. If you're actually observing Avelis, if you're being knowing Avelis, you need to tell me it doesn't break the Avelis? Of course it doesn't break the Avelis. You're actually observing the uh, the Avelis. So that's what Tosus points out. The Raya of the Gemara from the fact that it says Ola uh, either is that the, the, the Raya is that the Tana doesn't uh, explain the Mishnah that ain't Avelis knowing B'Shabbos because if ain't Avelis knowing uh, the Tana should have said straight out that Afal Pisha Ola ain't a knowing Avelis maybe that's the Raya that Mandyam Yesha Avelis is from the Lashon of Ola because if it was ain't Avelis it should have said that even though it's Ola but don't do it don't do Avelis and the, the other sheet that tells says the Raya is from the fact that the Mishnah says Ola it sounds like Ola throughout the Kol Minyan Shiva and for, for the Avelis meaning that there's no Chilik between Shabbos and the other weeks and the other days of the week and you're knowing Avelis and Shabbos just like you're knowing Bimos Achol and that's why the Avelis counts toward the uh, toward the Shiva that that's the Raya of that uh, of that Shita but what is Mavur from Tosas also is that there's a difference between Shabbos and Yom Tov because on Shabbos there's no Din of Simcha and that's why Shabbos counts toward the Minion of Shiva but by Regal there's a Din of Simcha and since there's such a concept called Simcha Saregel we can't have Regal count toward the Shiva that's what the Nimuka Yosef says in the Mishnah and Dafir Alf as well that by Shabbos there's no Din of Simcha there's only a Din of Oneg and therefore Shabbos counts toward the Minion of Shiva because Shabbos is not an inherent stira to the Avelus because there's no mitzvah of simcha on Shabbos however that is not abundantly clear that there's no mitzvah of simcha on Shabbos, uh, the uh, the Sifri in Parshas Paloscha writes, "Ubiyom sumchaschem ubemaadechem uberashe chadshechem biyom sumchaschem 
Elu Shabbosos, and the Beis Yosef quotes the Sifri in some Reish Pe'alif. He says, that which we say, Yismuchu b'malchuscha, Pirush HaRav, Rabbeinu Avigdur Kohen Tzedek, Shesomcha al Mashakosov, B'yom Simchaschem, U'b'moadeichem, V'amru, B'yom Simchaschem, Zeshabbos. And he says, V'yeshlom Shal, Zesomcha Lomar, V'yismuchu, B'yom Kol that we highlight the Indian of Simcha in our tefillah on Shabbos. Why are we highlighting the Indian of Simcha? There's no Simcha on Shabbos. Elamai, there is an, uh, an Indian of Simcha on Shabbos. The Yushalmi also, the Ran on the Rif in Megillah, quotes the Yushalmi that the, they have a discussion of Purim is Chal and Shabbos. Do you do the Su'uda, uh, the Purim Su'uda on Shabbos? So the Yushalmi says, Armalei Lasso, Sosami, May Mishta, Vesimcha, Ksiv. That the, the Yushalmi says, you can't do Suddha's Purim on Shabbos because the Suddha is the midst of Simcha's Purim. Simcha's Purim has to be Mitakana's based in. But if there's any way a Simcha that's Mitakana Shamayim, then you can't be Mikhaim the Simcha of Takana's based in. So the implication is that there is a Simcha on uh, Shabbos. However, the Ramah in Orchaim Simtov Kuf Nun Gimel Sif says that we're knowing not to learn Torah on Erev Tish. And even when Tishbab falls on Yom Rishon, you don't learn Torah on Shabbos after Chatzos. So the Taz says, I don't understand. What do you do for Shalosh uh, for Shabbos Suda, when uh, Erev Tishbab is Chal and Shabbos? You know what you do? Basar, Yayin, everything. So apparently we do every we we have uh, we have a full uh, full meal. So he says, no, that's because there's a mitzvah of Oneg Shabbos. But uh, when it comes to learning Torah, it's not a din in Oneg, it's a din in Simcha, and there's no Simcha on Shabbos. That's how the Taz explains the Shita Sarama. So this is the the, the tension we have. Uh, Pashas says there's some level of Simcha, but not the same as Simcha Saregel. That's not not the same level of Simcha that you'd have for Simcha Saregel. So anyway, so it says. Now, how does each one deal with the other phrase in the Mishnah? The one that says that ain't Avelos B'Shabbos. What does he do with the word Ola? The Ola sounds like it uh, counts toward the Avelos, so uh, that you're knowing Avelos. So I need to combine with Mr. Sefer. Ain't an Ola? No, it's only because in the Sefer it's going to say that the Regalim are not Ola to the Minyan Avelos. Uh, so Tanuresha, Ola. That's why the Resha, just uh, to keep it parallel to the Sefer, says Ola. That Ola, that it counts toward the Minyan Avelos, but not that you actually. Actually, observe Avelus on Shabbos. Ulmandi Yomer Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos Hakatani Enem Afsekes. The sheet that says Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos, but doesn't it say Enem Afsekes that it's not Mafsik the Avelus? But if you're knowing Avelus, of course it's not Mafsik the Avelus. So Mishum the Kavayim Mishum Sefer Mafsik, and it's because the Sefer when it talks about Regalim is going to say that Regalim are Mafsik the Avelus. So Tanaresha Enem Afsekes. That's why the Reisha says that it's not Mafsik the Avelus. Leima Katanaim. Maybe this is in fact Machlokas Tanaim because we have a, a Brisa that tells us as follows. If a person has not yet buried their relative, they should eat in a different room, not where the mace is. If they don't have a different room to go to, they should go to someone else's house. If they don't have a friend, they should build a mechitza of ten tfachim in between the mace and where they're eating. If they don't have material with which to make a mechitza of asar tfachim, they should turn their face away and eat. They should not lean on the left side and eat because the Achille Be'aseba is a minig of Gedula and Chashivos and an Onain is not allowed to act in such a way. An Onain doesn't eat meat or drink wine, right? Unlike an Avel, the Gemara says, 
The main purpose of wine is to be Menachem Avelim with, but an Onain doesn't eat meat and drink wine. They, a lot of uh, Avelim get confused by that. They think they're not allowed to eat meat and drink wine. An Onain is not allowed to eat meat and drink wine. Vein Mavarich Vein Mazamin. He's not Mavarich and he doesn't say Birch Samazon. Vein Mavarich and Alav. And we're not Motzi him in Birch Samotzi. Vein Mazamin Alav. We're not Mitztarif him to a Zimin. O Patim Rekriashma Menatfilim and Atfilim come in Samaras Petara. And he's Patim from all Mitzvahs in the Torah at the time that he's an Onain because he's Osik Pitzarchik for a Samais, which is a Mitzvah. And Osik the Mitzvah is Patim in a Mitzvah. O Bishabis, but if the, the Aninus goes over a Shabbos, right, someone dies right before Shabbos and the Kavur is going to be on Sunday, so he's an Onin on Shabbos, Mesa Viochal, he's allowed to do a Seba while he eats, Volchel Basar Vishosiyai, he eats meat, he drinks wine, and Mavarech, or Mazame, he eats such regular brachas and benching, or Mavarech, or Mazame, and love. They include him in his Zim and their Motzi, and Namotzi, Vichai, Makriash, or Betfila, Betfila, Kalmans, or Spatora, he's Chai, Makriash, Betfila, and Tfilin, that's probably just uh, the, the Riyatha Delishna that we say Tfilin, he probably should not put on Tfilin on Shabbos, and Kalmans, uh, or Spatora, he's Chai, and all the Mitzvahs, because on Shabbos, you don't, uh, he's not going to be involved in the burial anyway, because it's Shabbos. Once he's chayv in these mitzvos, meaning kriyash and tefila, he's chayv in all mitzvos, even the ones that we didn't mention. So what's the nafkamina? The, the impression you got from the Tanakhama was that he's chayv in all the mitzvos also, right? So what's uh, what's Rav Gamliel adding? So Rabbi Yochanan Tashamita Ikaminayu. The nafkamina, the difference between Tanakhama and Rav Gamliel is Tashamita. That's the machlokas. According to the Tanakhama, an only is also with Tashamita. According to Rav Gamliel, an only is chayv in all mitzvos, and therefore Tashamita is mitzvos. So he does that as well. So my love, Bahakam Now, when Rabbi Yochanan says that they argue about Tashva Shamita, aren't they saying Demar Saba that Tanakama holds Yesha veils Bishabbos, and therefore Tashva Shamita Zasu? Because at least Varm Shabbatzina are going to be are, are going to, you're going to be knowing Avelis on Shabbos, and Mar Saba are in Avelis Bishabbos. And Ram Gamliel seems to be saying the opposite that there's no Avelis on Shabbos at all, and therefore it's Mutar Tashva Shamita. So you see the machlokas between the Bnei Yehuda and the Bnei Galil, whether one is knowing any Avelis on Shabbos. Shabbos is really a machlokas tanaim as far as tashv shamit on Shabbos. So Mimai says, well, no, 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 no. The two machlokas do not necessarily align with each other at all. Dilma ad kal no kamer Maybe when the Tanakama says that Avelus is knowing by an onenir on Shabbos, in that he's not allowed to tashv shamit. That's how Mishum to meisum mutul lefanav. He's not even an avil yet. He's in the height of his tsar. It's meisum mutul lefanav. The kavur hasn't even happened yet. So that's why he's also betashv shamit on Shabbos. Aval hacha de meisum mutul but in the case of an Avel, where he's during Shiva and the mace is not uh, mutal fun of the mace of the Kavur already happened, lo, then there's no Isra of Tashva Shamita on Shabbos. And you could also say the reverse, that maybe both the Tanakam and Ram Gamliel would agree that Yeshavelus Bashabas. But Ad Kalokam Ram Gamliel Lasam, maybe Ram Gamliel says that you're not knowing Avelus by an Onain and he's Mutabatash Shamita, that's because Dakatilo Khalavelus Alay. It's because he's not yet in Avel. So the Yisra of Tashramita is a din in Yuhuge Avelus, but he's not yet in Avel if he's an Onain. Avalach the Khalavelus Alay, but maybe when he's in Avel, when the, the Shiva started, Hachinami, maybe Ram Gamliel would agree that since the Avelus has already been Khal, it's Khal uh, and Shabbos as well, male the Avil is Asr, Betashramita. So by me, Rabbi Yochum Yishmol, Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos, oh, ain't Avelus B'Shabbos, so we raised the Shaila. No, what are we passing? Is there or isn't there Avelus B'Shabbos? So I'm like, ain't Avelus B'Shabbos. says that we don't do Avelus B'Shabbos, even Zvarm Shabbatzina, the Avel should not, uh, should not be knowing on Shabbos. Rabbi Yochanan Tosas points out was not Makabal this. He says Zvarm Shabbatzina are knowing on, uh, on, on, on Shabbos. So uh, the, the, the Rabbi Yaakov Emden points out that this conversation never happened. It's impossible that Rabbi Yochanan 
Yochanan met Shmuel Panam El Panam because he didn't know Shmuel because Rabbi Yochanan uh, lived his entire life in Eretz Yisrael and Shmuel lived his entire life in Bavel. Neither one ever went to the other place. So it must be that he sent him a letter that they uh, they were uh, they, they, they heard of each other they knew each other by reputation only. So this idea of uh, whether there's Avelis on Shabbos or not, uh, we brought a raya from the whole Brisa about an about an Onain and what an Onain is and is uh, not allowed to do. So this is Machlok Shushonim where the Isra Achilles Basar and Shtias Yain of an Onain is even when the Onain is in a totally different city where he it's not his responsibility to bury the dead. Tulsus and Masechus Brachos brings a strange Maisa. I mean not strange, but a, a, a Maisa that's difficult. A Maisa where Rabbeinu Tam's sister died on Shabbos and they let him know on Matzai Shabbos when he was in a different city and he ate meat and he drank wine on that Matzai Shabbos and he says she has a husband that's going to be also Bikfurasa so there's no Isra of Basar V'yayin for him. So Tulsus says that it could be that even if Rabbeinu Tam, that the Maisa happened to be Rabbeinu Tam was in a different city. But Tulsus guesses that maybe even if Rabbeinu Tam was in the same city, the, his sister still had a husband who was taking care of the Kavura. He probably still would have eaten meat and drunk wine. So the Rush says, how can you say that? That, uh, that, that whenever you're not the, 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 the one responsible for the Kavura, you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine? He said, then the Gemara should just say, only Yorshim are not allowed to eat meat and drink wine because the Yorshim are the ones that are responsible for the Kavura. So the person has children. Those are the people that, eat meat and drink, that are not allowed to eat meat and drink wine. And the, all the brothers and sisters and everybody else uh, should, uh, should be allowed to eat meat and drink wine. So the Rush is Cholik on uh, Rabbeinu Tam as far as this is concerned. Okay, Beth Shem, tomorrow we'll pick up on the top of Chavdal and Everyone have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you.